This is the Dying Task Podcast. I'm Deirdre Fitzpatrick, and today, brace yourself, I'm going to talk to you about why you should take a walk. OMG, I'm not kidding about this. I'm doing a whole show about walking, friends. I did a show a couple months ago about why gardening is great for your mental health. Um, solo show, and I'll be honest with you, I didn't have a guest that week, so I kind of racked my brain, and people have been asking me to do some solo shows, just kind of try it. And it was really interesting. The downloads on why gardening is good for your mental health were kind of ridiculous. So I thought, okay, well, what other dumb basic things do I do to keep my head together? And as I started to look at my very, very exciting life, I realized that walking is one of them. And here's the thing. Turns out I'm not alone. And it's not just like an old people thing. Walking is having a moment, as kids say. And it's probably pandemic related because like what isn't these days? But I actually think it's a little bit bigger than that. I think we're becoming a little bit more aware of things that are mindful that can have big impact with little output on your part. And walking is definitely one of those things. A lot of us are just looking for a little bit of control over how we're feeling throughout a day. And there's really nothing that takes as little effort or commitment than walking around the block really and truly. So as I researched it, I discovered there's actually science behind why it's an effective anxiety killer. So today we're taking a walk on the not so wild side. Get it? You're going to find out the best, why it can be the best way to do a meeting, why it's a great way to get your kids talking or spend some time with your friends, the science behind why it lowers your stress and anxiety. And I'm going to give you a five-step plan to get out there and take a walk. This is what we're doing. I think you're going to like it, though. We're talking walking on this week's Dying to Ask podcast. I'm Deirdre Fitzpatrick, and I've been anchoring morning news for more than 20 years. I thought I had seen and covered it all. Then came coronavirus, a pandemic, anchoring in my living room, homeschooling my kids, and all the things that come with COVID, including a vaccine. It was supposed to get us all back on track of living our best Instagrammable lives best lives-ish, the reality is we're still untangling what life looks like in a world post-pandemic. A lot of people describe a sense of never-ending overwhelm and anxiety. Is that just what life is like now? Or are there ways we can get back to living in the now? And this season of the Dying Desk Podcast is asking how we can hit the restart and start living again. Okay, you ready for a big walking episode? This is going to be good. You hang with me. If you are doubtful right now, and I have no doubt that some of you are, just you hang in here. I think you're going to like this. Now, if you have kids, I'll bet you remember their first steps. Or if you don't, I bet you've told them that you remember it and you've come up with some good story. We actually have a great story about my second son's first steps. We have it on video, actually. There are three years between my boys. So son number two gets up, walks across the kitchen, my husband was actually recording this on his phone when it happened, walks across the kitchen to his older brother and punched him in the face. I kid you not. He'd been waiting his entire life, all 10 or 11 months of it, to punch his brother in the face. And that's what happened that day and ever since. <laughs> True stories, first steps. So a lot of you might know me uh, as a runner in my free time. I talk about running a lot, but my philosophy has always been like, why walk? If you can run, it's faster. You get that runner's high, you move on with your life. But I started doing a lot of walking during lockdown, truthfully, to get away from my family because they never left the house. There was always somebody there. And so I would go out and walk with you know all the other neighbors who were discovering walking at the same time. 
And I just never stopped, you know, as COVID became a little bit more manageable, I just kept going for these little daily walks. And I started to notice a few things. One, fresh air totally changed my outlook. It made me way more productive. It cleared my head and I just never regretted it. Like I always felt better after taking even a brief walk. Now, if I walked in silence for a little bit, meaning not with like a podcast or something in my ear, I found that it was a little bit like moving meditation. So by tuning out all the noise in the rest of my life, I could tune into absolutely nothing at all. And that felt really, really good. So I came home and I went to my friend Google and I Googled, why do I feel better after a walk? I started a lot of Google searches with, why do I fill in the blank? And here's what I found when the sentence added with the word after a walk. Um, and I did bounce this, by the way, off a doctor just to make sure I was understanding this concept correctly. So the deal is when we are stressed or we're anxious or we're tired, or maybe you're just preoccupied with anything, that worry hijacks the part of your brain that gets you ready for emergencies or threats or anything that you need to in some way prepare for in order to protect yourself to actually get something done, to act on it to protect yourself. When you are moving with the intention of nothing else but movement, you make it really hard for anxiety to be the dominant feeling that your brain responds to. And that's why they call it mindful movement. So for example, if you are in a super stressful time in your day, you might just give yourself a timeout, kind of like you did with your kids when they were small. 10 minutes, you don't have to sit in the corner, said you're gonna leave the corner, also gonna leave your phone, and just walk. Like literally, walk out the door, like evacuate wherever you're having that overwhelming feeling. And for the first minute, just walk. And what you'll find is you're gonna walk hard, you're gonna stomp, you're gonna be like that person in the office, you know, the ones who um, have like, it's usually women in heels because their shoes make more noise, but they're like, Okay, you're just gonna walk hard. No matter where you are, you're just gonna walk hard. By the second minute, take a second and intentionally feel the movement, watch how your body is moving. So if you find that you are like that heavy stomper, slow it down and try to walk, tread, tread lightly. <laughs> I wonder if that's where it came from, tread lightly. Try to walk a little softer. And then just start listening to what's around you, listen for sounds and see what you see. And then after that, just see how it goes and see if your pace slows just a little bit to be more manageable or less angry and just see how you start to feel. Now, no matter what was troubling you in minute one, I'm willing to bet that the act of simple walking brings you back to your present. And what you should do then is see if that present feels a little less stressful. It doesn't have to have fixed it. It probably won't. But does it feel different? So that's what you'll be looking for. So this has been so effective for me this year that I've actually made sure to add walk breaks in at all kinds of times in the day. Now, they don't have to be long. In fact, they're not very long for me. But what I have started doing is trying to sneak at least 10 minutes of walking outside after anchoring before I go to work on the podcast or other projects. And I do it for a couple of reasons. One, I haven't seen the sun yet usually because I go into work so freaking early. <laughs> I like I'm, I'm up before the sun, right? Like so hours before the sun is up, I am into work and I need a little vitamin D 
because that just kind of hits the reset and it's just, it's just good for you. So I do that, but I've also found that it changes my attention span. It refocuses my attention span and that I'm really productive after I've gotten outside and gotten some sunshine and gotten some movement. So it's the same, pretty much the same route that I do that I know takes exactly 10 minutes. And um, some of the business people in our office, they work upstairs. Not that that matters to you at all, but they're the upstairs people. Um, I actually happened to see one of them, or actually they saw me on a walk. I didn't know it was them going by. And they actually emailed and they were like, are you okay? I saw you out walking. I'm like, yeah, I'm okay. That's what made me okay. <laughs> thought it was, really, it was very touching that they were worried. I don't know if they thought I was running away from home or what. But anyway, bottom line, a lot of benefits. So benefits are going to include stress relief mood booster. Why? Because you get increased blood flow to your brain. That's a good thing. Better energy. And for me, it really kicks my brain back in and gets me going. And honestly, I'm getting all of that from walking around the block. Like how great a deal is that? So let's just say you haven't like really committed to something like this. What would be a good way to do that? I've got five, five steps five steps on how to take a walk. <laughs> We're going to start with step number one. The first thing you need is you need a routine. You got to figure out a way to make walking a habit rather than just, you know, something you do without a lot of mindfulness. So the best way, of course, to form a habit is, well, the cheater way is you just attach it to a habit. So if there's something that you already do every day, you attach the walk to it. So for me, I have a habit of sitting down with my planner each day after I anchor and trying to figure out like, what do I need to do with the rest of the day? What interviews are coming up? What do I need to prep for? And the first way that I research podcast guests is, this is the, like the greatest cheater way ever, is I listen to them on other shows. And that's how a lot of the times I know how somebody might answer a line of questioning. And if I've heard them on a show and they weren't very interesting after they were asked a certain type of question, then I probably won't even pursue that. So the first thing I do is I listen to somebody on another show. So I will pop that in my ear and I'll take a 10 or 15 minute lap around the block by the station. So it's an easy way to attach a habit to something I already have to do and it just becomes a thing. Another, an easy habit for a lot of people, a habit attacher, if that could be a term, is to do it with the time of day that you eat. Eating and brushing teeth. In theory, we all do that every day, right? So let's say you attach a walking habit to a meal, like lunch. You eat, you move, right? So for me, during my little morning walk, if I you know, have got enough time to go do it, I will even voice text questions to my notes app. So is that total silence like we were talking about a few minutes ago? Absolutely not, but I'm also on the clock at work. So for me, it's a productivity hack that has the side benefit of being good for my mental health. So it's like a total twofer. You could take your meetings walking and that could be, you know, if you're doing work from home, that's a great way to do it, right? You can just, even if it's a Zoom call, just do the audio if that's acceptable to the people you're having the meeting with and take it while you're moving. And you might find that that completely changes the outlook. Mike Tassell and I recently, um, we did a walking meeting to brainstorm for the Explore Outdoors segments, which considering the show is called Explore Outdoors seemed pretty appropriate. And then pro gamer tip, if somebody is irritated with you at work or you have something because they've irritated you and you need to discuss it with them, do it on a walk. It's incredibly disarming. 
And you'll find just through like the small talk of noticing things on the walk that you connect with people in a completely different way. It's very disarming and it's um, it's actually a really nice way to, to get like uncomfortable discussions out of the way. Okay, sidebar there. Great way to do this, of course, is to attach your habit to one you already have. So keep that in mind as you start figuring out when you wanna create this routine. So step one, get a routine make it a habit. Step number two is going to be to set a goal. So that would be deciding I will walk for blank amount of time. Okay. So start small, start with like five minutes, start with going around the block, start with going to the end of the street and back. But what I think will happen is day after day, that number is going to start creeping up. Okay. So step number one, get your routine. Step two, set your goal. Step three, find a twofer walk with a friend, make this social. It does not have to be in person. In fact, for a lot of us, it can't be in person. I work weird hours. People aren't available to go for a walk at noon necessarily. But if there's somebody I've been meaning to catch up with, what I will often do is say, hey, can are you free around this time? I'm gonna be taking a walk and I'd love to chat. And maybe you can go for a walk too. And I, I got that tip actually from watching people in my neighborhood who I would be going down the street and I thought they were talking to me, but it turned out they were actually had their AirPods in and they were talking to other people on the phone. So that was embarrassing a couple of times. And then in the spirit of, if you can't beat them, join them, I just started doing it. So um, don't be really loud. It's kind of annoying, but it is super effective. So step one, get your routine, make it a habit. Step two, set your goal. Step three, make it a twofer, walk with a friend. Step four, don't scroll, stroll. Leave some shoes that you can walk in, so like old running shoes or something, either in your car or at your desk at work so that you have no excuses. You're in your flip-flops in your car, you arrive early to pick up your kids from school or camp, throw on the walking shoes, don't scroll, because you know that's what you're gonna do, and instead stroll. Even if it's five minutes, you will find that when your people show up, your kids, whomever, that you will approach them with a clear mind and a fresh face rather than somebody who just was staring at the phone and is, you know, annoyed or preoccupied with something that you just saw something that someone else was posting. Because what it does is it lets you approach people from your own life rather than from the highlight of somebody else's life that they just posted on Instagram, which let's be honest, is probably not real at all. So Recapping, step one, start your routine, get the habit. Step two, set your goal. Three, find a friend. Number four, don't scroll, stroll. And then number five, I told you I'd give you five. This is a good one. It takes a little bit of cajoling to make it happen, but maybe you can figure out a way to make this a habit. Walk with your family, especially your kids. Now, if they are old enough to have a phone or another screen, it's gonna be a battle like a battle royale, but I will tell you that it can be a great way to have great conversations with your kids, sometimes about difficult things, because I think when you're moving, it's a lot less threatening than say sitting across from them in their room where they maybe have the power or in your room where you might be perceived of having the power. There's something again, disarming about walking in the neighborhood. And I think it's, it's a great way to have, to drop a few teachable moments or to have some conversations and you're less likely to get irritated with each other, angry, or them to tween out on you because you're in public and a neighbor might see it. 
it's good for everybody involved. More accountability. <laughs> One other thing is if you're traveling this summer, walking is the best way ever to see a city. And if you're doing a staycation or just taking an afternoon to you know visit a town in your neighborhood or whatever, or town in your area, uh, walking is such a great way to notice very small things, to go down those little side streets that you've never noticed before. And um, maybe that's what you do. You post that on Instagram. Not that you did your 10,000 steps, but that while out on your walk, you saw this interesting thing. And that can be a great social media post that also keeps you accountable to getting up and moving more. So there you go, an entire show about taking a walk, my summer walking challenge, something in a million years I never would have thought I would dedicate this much time to, but I'm telling you, this has had a really positive impact in my own life, and I bet it could for you as well. So give it a try. Let me know how it goes. And please, if you are out on that walk and you see something super cool, tag me, use my Instagram handle, hashtag runreadsip or at runreadsip. And I would love to see what you saw on your daily walk. I'm not sure if it's a new low or a new high, but I just filled 15 minutes of broadcast time telling you how I take a walk each day. I did. It's okay. It works for me and I'm hoping it works for you as well. If you enjoyed the show, I would love it if you could share it with a friend, maybe your walking buddy. <laughs> if you could leave us a rating or review on whatever podcast platform that you're listening to the show right now, that would be fantastic. Thank you for listening to the Dying Task podcast. We'll see you again next time.